GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the Cave of Wonders with three amazingly talented actors from Disney's Aladdin. So without further ado, let's rub the lamp and see who we find. Our first guest is a Tony-nominated actor whose body of work includes Remember When, American Dragon, and Shining Time Station. Today joins us to discuss the role of the villainous Jafar in animation and on stage. Please welcome Jonathan Freeman. Hello. Hello. I, 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 I see we, we go to the same tailor and maybe the same optometrist. Yes, I see that. <laughs> You're a stylish man, sir. Thank you. And, and, I, and so are you. Well, thank you very much. So, Jonathan, how are you doing in your corner of the world? Pretty good. I'm in, I'm in a corner of the room in my corner of the world. Everything is pretty good on the East Coast. It's very hot here um, and humid. And other than that, I think everything is pretty much okay. Uh, in these interesting times, okay is the new awesome. That's right. It's, it's, <laughs> it has been indeed an interesting time. But look, we're all here, so... We are all here, and 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 things are getting a little bit better every day, thanks to, uh, well, let's just say hooray for medical science. We'll leave it at that. That's correct. Well, we're <laughs> about to um, go back onto um, the stage with Aladdin at the end of September it's supposed to open, so fingers crossed for that, and it should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, before we bring those on, real quick, I just just talk about that. So how did transferring over to the, the, the stage role uh, come about for you? Was it was it something, did they reach out to you and say, hey, you want to do this? Or is this something you had to kind of, hey, can I audition for this? I mean. Well, it was a very long process, you know, uh, putting a, a show together. They had to change an action adventure movie into a Broadway musical. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it took at least 10 to 12 years, which included doing, you know, preliminary readings and workshops and presentations. And then eventually they, did a sort of a tryout out of town in Seattle just to see if they could make it work because, you know, there's a lot of magic, a lot of supernatural things and a lot of things that they didn't know if they could accomplish properly and make it good enough. Oh, so yeah. there was that. And then there was an out of town tryout in Toronto until finally we got to New York to Broadway. So it was about, it was a long trajectory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it must, uh, who, who have thought those years ago in the recording booth that this would be the gig that keeps gigging, right? Nobody. I mean, at the time, there was no Disney theatrical. It didn't exist. No. So there you are. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And let's bring out our second guest. She is an actress whose body work includes Runaway Bride, Trinity, and Childhood's End. Today, she joins us as the speaking voice of Princess Jasmine. Please welcome back the always lovely Linda Larkin. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? Good. Hello. Linda, how have you been? I've been well. Thank you. How about you? I am good in my corner of the world of Orlando. Um, it's hot and steamy as it is every day, but uh, that's par for the course. But uh, things things are well. So glad to see you again. Uh, everything's been going, doing good. Yes, I'm glad to see you too. I'm I'm in Jonathan's part of the world, but where I am, we're getting thunderstorms. So if you hear the Cave of Wonders in the background, that's just the weather. Or if you experience a lightning strike. Oh, right. <laughs> if you see any flashes, <laughs> don't forget. Kaboom, absolutely. Well, as Linda, as always, absolute delight to have you here back at the Galaxy Cut virtual stage. 
And finally, he is an actor, writer, producer whose body of work on both sides of the camera includes Full House, Scalavant, and The Muppets. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Aladdin himself. Please welcome Scott Weiger. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> how you doing? Good, Good to see you. Uh, Scott, how are you? I am okay. <laughs> the new awesome. Hey, it's the new awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Is this uh, your? Is that your study? Because it definitely looks very efficient. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it looks really. We bought this house from a lawyer, and this was his like office. So it looks very lawyery back there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's really. It's it's not. There's no legal books behind me at all. It's all probably novels from college or something. But, um, <laughs> and script theater scripts and stuff but uh yeah i i gotta get a cool background or something i gotta figure i gotta figure out my zoom game better <laughs> that, is, that is a cool background no it's very it's very sophisticated i want to um i want to get like a green screen and do something cool for next time okay. i love that idea maybe a magic carpet yes exactly <laughs> yeah that would be cool that's, that's <laughs> this, is some boring, this is putting me to sleep back here <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's laugh it up. Well, Scott, go ahead. that's a really good idea, Scott. We should that would good. We should explore that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I I'm gonna be on that balcony in the palace where they watch the parade from. Yeah, Ooh. I'll just tell everybody I'm an Agrabah. <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> Fair, absolutely fair. Well, dear guests, once again, thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Our team is going through the chat room right now, pulling out the questions for us. In the meantime, I just like to, well, first of all, as, as such a tremendous fan of this movie, and I've spoken this to, to, to Linda, and I get to talk to you guys as well. I love this film so much, and certainly beloved by our audience, and there isn't a flaw in the entire movie. There, there really isn't between between your contributions uh, through on the microphones to the music to the composition the animation. It's just it deserves it deserves its place as as a jewel among the jewels of of the D Disney uh, library. And I just thank you. I thank you for your performances. I thank you for your professionalism, and I thank you for the talents you brought to the film. I think we all feel really lucky to be to have been a part of it. Very much so. Yes, absolutely. So what, um, during the making of, uh, and again, of course, animation goes through various permutations, everything else. What's, uh, what's the best memory you've taken, you've taken from, uh, during the actual making of the, pro of the film from your perspective? What was um, that one, one day you'll never forget? I mean, I think it's the same for Scott and I, for sure. It was the same day. Oh, you're talking about working with Robin? Yeah, yeah, having the opportunity to work with Robin Williams was really great, really, really great. Um, I mean, it's really funny because that was an incredible, you know, experience that I'll never forget. But um, everything about it was just so cool. I mean, here we are all these years later still talking about it. And now I'm a dad and my kid loves it and his friends love it. You know, it's really it's really cool. So, I mean, the, the making of it was amazing and just the sort of whole life that came after it, you know, because of it, um, has been so much fun. It's really never gets boring to talk about it. <laughs> now that, that one day you got with Robin, was that, uh, was there a specific scene that was being recorded or was it, uh, pickups? Sure. What did we, what well, did, well, well, we recorded the balcony scene. Right. That's the only right. one that I have with Robin actually. So uh, that was the only dialogue that they needed from me that day. But Scott obviously had many, many more hours with him. 
You know what it was? It was because th that balcony scene, we had to record, you know, a lot of the stuff we recorded on our own. And then a lot of it we yeah. recorded together. I recorded with these guys. Um, uh, but with Robin, he improvised so much. They couldn't just like give us a list of lines to say because they didn't know what we were responding to. So we had to be in the room with them to respond to whatever crazy thing he would come up with. <laughs> so a lot of those things when he turns into a bee on the um, balcony, you know, I mean, a lot of that was just improvised. It was really cool. It was really fun to have to sort of stay on our toes and not pass out. Yeah, and then whatever he did, they could animate to it so he could go anywhere. Yeah. Improvs anywhere. And he did. Stop and follow. I think that's how they convinced him to take the job. They animated one of his stand-up shows or something. They animated a comedy routine oh, and said, look what you can do with this. And, and I think it made him realize the potential of it. I think Eric Goldberg did a, an animated version of one of his um, albums. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. That's what it was. It was one of his comedy albums. And comedy. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, so cool. his, if that footage is out there somewhere, I need to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, there is actually, oh, well, I think, in, you know, a lot of these extras, they're in like the DVD extras and Blu-ray extras. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look, yeah. Yeah, they, I it's, know a lot of it's out there. And they have footage of us recording with him. Um, which is yeah, I've, I, I have seen that. I was curious. I have. It's, if it's the album Reality, what a concept! That's one of my all-time favorites. So oh no way! It's so I funny. Have, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, I I will I will research this. If anyone in our chat room knows, please feel free to share that information. We would love to hear it. And uh, oh yeah, Jonathan, what was uh what was the one day you remember from? Uh, well, I remember. I had very. I only had a couple of scenes with with him. I think, and uh, I certainly that was a. It was very memorable. I mostly remember it though because he was such a gentleman. He was like, I, I don't know. I, I I I expected something else, and um, he was he was he was everything that you would want to have in the room with you to work with, and it was very simple. It was very easy. That's what I remember. And then juxtaposed with that, I spent a lot of time in the studio with Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> I adore and is a wonderful man, but I can tell you that any more than three people in the studio constitutes an audience. Mm -hmm. So he was like <laughs> off and running. And um, so I think probably we lost a lot of time and footage because um, I was laughing a lot. I think that's the experience that Scott and Linda maybe had with Robin. I had that more with, um, with, with Gilbert, I guess. And with Robin, I, I just remember what a, a genuinely kind, and wonderful couple of days it was, if it was a couple of days even. I really only remember one day. Um, and I also remember having to go back many times because they kept changing the color of the genie. Oh. What? Yes. In Why fact, really? the footage um, of me screaming at, you know, screaming at him as being the big green blob or green big green boob. And then you see, you know, uh, Ron uh, Clemens, who is very, also very gentlemanly and sweet and good natured and quiet, walk in and tap me on the shoulder and say, "Oh, I, we forgot to tell you, he's not green. And now he's blue. He's blue." <laughs> <laughs> but that was how the whole, you know, that's how the yeah whole film was made because it's like two. I always say it's two steps forward, one step back. Oh, the diamond, the, the diamond in the rough that he chooses and and grinds it down. That was alternately a dragon's eye ruby. Uh, Hang on, I'm gonna let my dog in. Tiger's eye toe. I don't know, did I throw something? Did I throw something? 
a tiger's eye topaz, and then it was some kind of an emerald too. It ended up being a diamond, and then they went with that idea of diamond in the rough. So that was my same experience with the whole movie, actually. Hmm. Not having experience, you guys. Well, oh God, with um, with uh, with Aladdin, it was. I mean. I think that before I came on, he was older, he was younger, you know, he, in fact, um, there are certain parts of the movie, like musical numbers, where you see Aladdin and he looks like he's nine years old, you know, he looks like, mm. you know, I think that um, there were other actors who had been recording the role of Aladdin before I came on board. And I think that they had to, um, I think that he was older. I think that it was an older actor who was playing the part and then they decided to go younger and so I, I got lucky. <laughs> they made Aladdin younger. But there's definitely old um, sequences that made it into the movie that have been animated before we came along, where he looks totally, if you, they never expected you'd be able to freeze frame like that. Right. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd like to think that they heard me and they said, that's the age Aladdin needs to be. That exactly. Let's exactly. get around that. <laughs> Let's get that there. You were very young. You were very uh, young when you made that. Yeah. I was, oh my God, when I first auditioned for Aladdin, I was probably 15 years old. Yeah. Wow. Remember, you had school. Me I had too. school. My mom used to take me to the recording sessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went back with her. There's a really fun, we did a really cool um, fe little featurette thing that uh, Jonathan and Linda are in. If you watch, it's funny because it's not on Disney Plus yet, and I keep checking to see if they're going to. It's I know they have to upload it, but the very last time that Aladdin like came out of the vault before Disney Plus launched um, was it was called the Signature Collection. It was like a and but anyway, it was all these new special features, and we made a documentary about the making of the thing, and you know our, all of our relationships and everything, and um, and I went to New York and inter interviewed Linda and Jonathan and. It was really cool, but in, I also interviewed my mom and we went back to the old studio and oh. it was really cool. It was a great, really fun experience. But yeah, my mom was a big part of it because she was always around because I was, I was a minor. That hasn't aired yet? Huh? That has not aired yet? No, it, it, when they released the, whatever, the Blu-ray, the, the signature yeah. collection, it, yeah. it's in that. It's, if you buy it, it's in that, in the special features. But yes. they haven't yet added it to when you watch Aladdin on Disney Plus and there's all these bonus features and stuff. They have, yeah. and I, I didn't know why. And, and I think somebody explained that, you know, when they launched Disney Plus, there was so much content that needed to be uploaded, just like so many millions of hours of movies and TV shows that they haven't gotten around to upload or, you know, or maybe they're waiting. Who knows? The, the, there's a. It's a conundrum right now with uh, as we're marching towards streaming. There's there's some camps that think all those extras should be for people who buy the physical media, and that mm. should be a, a bonus that they get as opposed to the streaming. But then there's also people saying, "Well, I I bought that version of it, but I'd like to be able to stream it anywhere I go without totally." So it's yeah, we're we're marching towards that direction. We just hasn't got it all figured out yet. I know. I hope they I hope they do share it with Disney Plus because. Um, I'm really proud of it, and it's really, I think, fans, of, if you're an Aladdin fan, you would definitely like this documentary. It's really good. It's really cool. Well, absolutely. Definitely okay. check that out. And uh, we are good to go on our audience questions. As Scott, if you want to introduce us to your dog at any point and meet our audience, <laughs> the invitation is there. <laughs> it's really funny. I didn't realize, you know, usually I keep this bed, like, 
he sort because you know I'm a I'm a writer. I like a t I'm, I mostly write TV shows, and a big part of my job is pitching TV shows. You know, like so. Anyway, this is what happened. You know, and then I try, and so it usually happens right here in this chair. And my dog is always like he he really helps me put it over the top. You know, because he's so adorable. So I've sold shows literally because he's sitting there in the corner. And oh, here he is. Hi, we're talking about you. Hold on, I'm going to introduce you to him. Say hi, everybody. Oh, <laughs> and isn't he cute? He's so much cuter than me, it's ridiculous. This guy. <laughs> he, <laughs> and, and, there he is, guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, what's, what's his name? His name's Willie. Willie, all right. <laughs> He's a very sweet dog. Are you okay with, hold on, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move him. I'm going to move him here. Maybe he'll, there you go. There you go. Now you'll be sort of on camera-ish, Willie. Right. There, there, you there, there, there you go. And and if, if you want to do it, if you want to do any cold pitches on our forum here, we'll just you know we'll forward it off. Yeah, I've got an idea for a show I'd like to run by you guys. All right, sounds good. We're getting, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Give us the hook. Give us the hook. Be your pet's audience. <laughs> yeah, he's made many a pitch happen. That guy. Nice, very nice. All right, let's roll our first question, and this comes from Brian, who wants to know what was your favorite scene. To voice. Hmm. What do you think, guys? Well, I I have I have a favorite. I I have a few favorites favorites for different reasons. But one of my favorite scenes to voice was the marketplace scene because there were so many dynamics in that scene, and I got to go so many different places vocally. So mm. that one is one of my favorites and it was also my audition scene. So it has a special place in my heart for that reason as well. Nice. It's cool. I, God, yeah, it's funny. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, you know, probably maybe that balcony scene might be my favorite one when I'm, I show up on the carpet because it was you and I recorded it together and Robin is in there and it was all the, that was just like that unforgettable recording experience that might've been, that could have been my my favorite one to record. I love that. I love that scene so much. A lot of people, I think, that's one of their favorite scenes because people will say that line to me: "Do you trust me?" Yep. Oh my god. And I see them in person, so that that's a classic scene. <laughs> actually, I actually don't talk about it very much, but I like that scene when Aladdin's in prison. And Jafar is in disguise, that horrible toothless. Oh, yeah, I love that. It's, yes. weird, it's such a weird character and such a weird, everything about it is, is extraordinarily weird. The fact that he has Iago in his cloak, so he looks like he has a hump on his back. With I mean, the whole thing is very peculiar. Yeah. I love that scene. And then, the, except for that, what I really like are the, you know, not the scenes where Jafar is having a psychotic break, but the really quiet scenes. There's some very quiet moments that I really, I really enjoyed playing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed playing those very quiet, sinister moments. So a lot of it. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always tell Jonathan he's got a great villain voice, and I found out that he always wanted to be a Disney villain his whole life. That's it's true. Dream. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Because when I was growing up, which is a long time ago before you will all hear, um, the only characters that I really liked and really responded to were the villains. I just loved them. I think Captain Hook was like my first, you know, the first 
male villain that I liked in Maleficent. I was like, I wanted to date her. <laughs> I, was ten, I was probably 10 years old at the time. But I've always, um, I, I always like those characters. Mm. Not because they're mean, I just like their, I like their idiosyncrasies and mannerisms. I like their, mm. their wardrobes. They usually have talking pets. I mean, <clears throat> I not want that. <laughs> and this has always been part of, of the Disney magic is that their classic mm. villains are enjoyable, which is yeah. something you really organically, it doesn't, it's not, those words aren't supposed to go together. Mm -hmm. But through this process, they were able to achieve that. So. Yeah, Jafar, Jafar is a great bad guy and Jafar and Iago together are a great combination. Right. You know, villains never think they're villains. Mm. So it, when you have an actor that falls in love with the villain, you really get all the, the dimensions of the character and you, you really do kind of like go with that story because the villains think they're doing the right thing. They don't think they're doing the wrong thing. That's right. Whenever Alan, whenever Alan and um, Ron and John corresponded me, with me about certain things, I always insisted that they call the film Jafar. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? It's a story about a villain. It's not a grand vizier who wants to save the world. What's Amazing. Latin? <laughs> and make it a better place. Right. From his from his standards, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I feel like you know, like a Jafar, like yeah, like like to see things through Jafar's point of view. Well, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, they do Wicked, where they tell it from the point of view of the Wicked Witch of the West. That mm -hmm. would be really fun to have a Jafar perspective. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. See, see, Scott, this is turning into a pitch meeting after all. So this is yeah. yeah, exactly. Just think about it. Jafar, Jafar has actual running the kingdom experience. He's been in, you know, he knows how it works. What does Aladdin know? Aladdin is like, uh, you know, you know, from the, you know, a street rat. <laughs> street smarts versus the books. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much. That was a great one to start us off with. What do we have next? Hey, there's one from Jack. Well, we mentioned this a little bit earlier before, but uh, any other memories of uh, working with Robin that you could share? Well, for me, I, you know, Robin, my favorite movie ever. I mean, it was then, but I think it still kind of is, was uh, Dead Poets Society. Like, I was a huge Robin Williams fan, and that movie, huge Dead Poets Society poster about. I mean, like, so for me, just the, it's very rare to get to meet like to get to work with someone that you like kind of is like the ultimate, you know, your idol. And um, so for me, it was very surreal. It made me feel like, how, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, before we used to think about this, it was like feeling like you're in the matrix or something. Like, how is it possible that this person that I'm such a huge fan of is now in my world and I'm in the room with them working, you know, it was just, uh, it was a surreal experience, you know, and, um, uh, I remember falling down on the floor laughing because he was so funny, and I didn't want to—I didn't want to ruin the take. We were so close to each other with this little portable plexiglass thing, just so we wouldn't spit on each other, I guess, or bleed under each other's microphones during the recording. And he was so funny that I had to like grab my mouth and drop to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. And uh, props for Dead Poets Society. Hmm. 
Absolutely. So good. I, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm dying. I should watch it again. I really I just like saw it. the Oh Captain My Captain scene on YouTube. Just that little Oh really? Oh you know, that's cool. stand up on their desks. So I was like <laughs> it's just it stands up. And you know what, weirdly, just because life is weird, Linda was friends with, I mean, like my dream, because those guys were like, they were like, when you're there, they were like a couple years older than me, like the Ethan Hawks and the Robert Sean yeah. Leonard, the whole cast of that movie. And that was like my dream was to like either be an actor and do a movie like that or go to like the East Coast and get like one of those coats and read poetry all day. Like, I didn't know what, <laughs> but Linda knew all those guys. I remember I went, you invited me to a party and I show up and they're all there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, are you kidding me right now? This is insane. I thought you were pretty cool too. I gotta oh, say. So Hold on. the dog wants to leave now. He's bored. Mutual admiration. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're losing our dog demographic quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so Linda, what was your. Uh, well, you know, as, as something came to mind, I have a favorite memory from some of the promotion we did for the sequels. So the third movie Robin came back for the mm -hmm. second sequel, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. And he was so funny. Do you remember Scott being in Griffith park where they changed it into Agrabah <laughs> and Robin did stand up? God, it's so funny. I don't remember that. It's so funny. You know what? I, I, is it possible that I'm, I'm, did I miss that one? Did I you miss that? definitely there because you introduced me to a friend of yours who's my friend still to this day. Oh my God, you're friend. right. You know, by the way, that's a, the fact that like, cause that obviously was a big event and Robin did stand up and it just, it just shows you like how many cool experiences we've had because of this thing. But like the fact that something like that would have happened and I can't really remember I had that one just shows to show you just, um, I mean, how fortunate we've been from this to have so many cool, we've gone on so many great trips together and had so many cool visits to, I mean, you know, uh, all the Disney parks and just neat events and just really fun. Yeah. It's just so fun. too many to count. That was such an incredible, I, I remember that day so well because I saw Robin work that day. Mm. We were all together in a tent, which was the green room. And someone mentioned that the floor was kitty litter. So they were using kitty litter as sand. And oh, weird. like, oh, is the floor kitty litter? <laughs> and then he did a whole riff during his stand-up that he did for everyone who was attending mm -hmm. that, about us standing on kitty litter. And you can imagine where that went. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. But, I realized everything was material. Every conversation that you were having in his presence, he was he was working it in that brilliant mind yeah. and turning it into something that everyone would just enjoy. It was crazy to watch and you know yeah. to see it to see that happen live was really strange and and amazing. Ah, uh, nice, Jonathan, bring us home. Well. You know, I I um I remembered. I guess the first time I became really aware of Robin was probably Mork and Mindy. Yes. I really loved that show. Um, I was a big fan of Jonathan Winters before I was mm. Robin Williams because that's who I knew first. But um, 
I, I just, I think, again, I was expecting that to walk into the room and I was expecting it. I didn't, I just had the loveliest sort of quiet moments in between takes. I, I, I kept expecting that energy to be coming at me. And I didn't, I got it from, like I said, I got it from Mr. Godfrey. I did it from Mr. Williams. I, I, you, I, thought, I thought at any minute it could emerge, but. Yeah, you, you got to see him in first gear. Right. Yeah. It's a good way to put yeah. it. I don't yeah. know, it was really lovely. It was, I remember it, I just remember the, the, that day that as being so easy. I thought it would be difficult. I thought I'd feel inadequate. I thought I'd feel, you know, all the things that you think when you're going to meet someone you are a fan of and uh, to work with them. And it was none of that. I, I, I've always heard from, from others I know that have worked with him that say like, oh, no, no, no. He, 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 was, he, was, he was a good actor. Which meant yep. that he would he would talk to his castmates and he would he would not try to overshadow them and yeah. yeah so and that proved to us too as as fun as funny as funny as hysterical as the genie is people tend to forget it's still good acting that's right yeah that's right well those those tender moments I think that's where you you really see it with Robin like how he can just of course make you laugh but how he can also break your heart mm -hmm. and. and that's where you you know you're dealing with someone with a full range of ability. Totally, and it's true. He was very soft-spoken. I expected when I met him that he would be Robin Williams, you know, this manic, crazy dude all the time, you know. But when I met him, he was just like a quiet professional. And then when the red light went on, Robin Williams. I think I think the word I was looking for before was collaborative. I felt yes. that he was very collaborative, and I think even when he was doing his, you know crazy stuff, it, it usually would be because it came from something that he was given, mm. like good improvisation and- um, Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was definitely the, the improv background he came out of. So Jack, wonderful question. Thank you so much. And let's roll another one. And here's one from Frank. Who wants to know, is there any difference between recording lines for a movie and a TV show? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really great question. We did a hundred episodes of the cartoon series yeah. after the film, and it was a different setup, different experience entirely. Yeah. We doing the movie, we all recorded separately, and then we would all record with each other when we had scenes. But the TV show recorded every Tuesday from two to six p.m., and we were all in the room all together yeah. every week. And then sometimes like if Scott was working somewhere or if I were in New York, then we would have a little different setup, but everyone else was recording at that time on those days. It was really fun. That was like doing in like a radio show where then we would all sort of be in a line in the recording studio saying all the work, you know, it was really cool. It was really fun. And they'd ask you to do crowd walla, which mm -hmm. I yeah. never had to do. They would say <laughs> everyone but Linda. And oh, I was your like, voice is so They're like, Jasmine's not in the crowd, so no. That's so funny. God, I remember that. And you know what I loved about doing the TV show is that we always had really fun guest stars. So I would walk in the door. You didn't know who you were going to see that day. You'd walk in and they were, I, it, would, it was mind-blowing. I remember the weirdest I remember one, one day. Time, I, 
Nancy Cartwright mm-hmm. was there, and yeah, we had oh. yeah, we had Nancy, yeah, and we had and of course Dan Castellaneta, but yes. and then Jim Cummings was always there. But like I remember at Tim Curry, I remember one day I walked in and. Um, there was a lady lying down on the floor of the recording studio, which was like a weird thing to see because we were all, everyone was there and someone was lying down on the floor and I walked over and I looked down and it was Carol Kane. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, wow, this is crazy. Jonathan knows Carol Kane very Oh, cool. I do. Since I was years old, I've known her. Oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. Wow. in Los Angeles right now, Scott. Oh, tell her I said hi. All right. <laughs> Let me follow up with this then. Uh, what was it like revisiting the characters again for uh, Kingdom Hearts and other uh, and, and the video games? Oh yeah, that that was a different experience too because mm-hmm. when we recorded for the video games, it's very technical, yeah. and you and it took a long time, and we had a lot of material. Yeah. You have to record all the sounds. You yes. have to record like now you're getting punched in the face. Now you're fun, hanging by your fingers from a cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Just that. Go ahead, I, I think that the working on the film, it, it, it was a lot long. I mean, I worked on it for like a year and nine months. Right. It was a long, drawn out experience, depending on a lot of things. But the TV stuff, at least the, you know, like the sequel that, was supposed to be a sequel, and then it was really the first four episodes of this year. That all, it sort of went faster. It wasn't as, they didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem to, it seems like they just knew what they wanted, and they're like, okay, that's what we want, let's move on, you know? Right. A little yeah, more. there weren't rewrites, there weren't re-recordings, it, it all was. Yeah. Yeah, I think with the original movie, it felt like we said every line 300 times, you know I mean? Like they, you know, they, we they, yeah, we really, yeah, but I mean, I remember I would go in there and they would have lists of slight tweaks and improvements and things like that. But with the other projects, you know, it's not like that. It's much, yeah, it's like these guys are saying, it's much quicker. Yes. It would be like one word change, not them, they. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'd have to give a couple of different, you know, do that again. You know, there would be like slight changes in the moment, you know, like give it, you know, give us, give us a take where you say this instead of that. And that, that was kind of it. Three in a row. Three, give me three in a row. Mm hmm. Yep. It's fun. It's fun to, I mean, God, what if, I mean, what haven't we done? Um, we've done video games and kids' toys and interactive stuff and parades and Disney on ice. Great. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, like I said, John, then it's the gig that keeps gigging. So, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. And Frank, great question. Thank you so much. What do we have next? Uh, from Alicia, what do you the actor relates to your character, right? The most with your character. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I mean, Aladdin was like a scrappy kid, you know, like a, um, like an underdog figure, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, and and, um, I I always felt like that being a, you know, a kid actor from Florida. you know, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't from LA, you know, and have a lot of Hollywood connections and stuff. In fact, I auditioned, the first time I auditioned for Aladdin, I was in LA, but then they called like six months later and they were still interested in me and I had to put myself on tape and I put it, I had to record it with my mom in Florida and we mailed the tape to California. So like, I always feel like getting, you know, plucked out of 
Florida to get to do this movie. I, I don't know. I felt a little I, bit. Like, I, I had this image of your mother holding a, a, a ponderous VHS recorder. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was all. It was just on. It was just an audio tape. Oh, audio. Just, okay. All right. Yeah, it was just like a little audio recording in my mom. Um, actually, they it's in the Disney archives that original that tape. So um, oh, wow. we played it. Yeah, and um, it's really and my mom. Uh, that's with her great. Brooklyn accent playing the genie, it was really, <laughs> but yeah, but like Aladdin, I think you know, it came from obscurity in Agrabah, and I feel like I came from obscurity in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I remember your mother. Say hello. She says hi to all you guys. She always oh, asks about you. She always, she's always so excited when I tell her we're getting together, when I'm gonna see you guys. She really, she's in that in that movie that we made the uh, the documentary that was part of the Disney signature thing, and um, her. It's funny because she is a. I was a kid, and so she has a lot more memories of it than you know. She remembers things that I don't remember, and it's fun to hear her hear her side of things, hear her stories. Okay. You know, nice. But I remember when I got when I sort of became an adult and started doing working, and she wouldn't come with me, or I would take a trip and she wouldn't come, and she's like. What do you mean? I'm a grown up now. You can't go with me everywhere. <laughs> uh, but she says hi. She loves you guys. Tell her hi. Okay. Nice, nice. So, Jonathan, what do you identify and feel with Jafar? You know, not really very much. I, the, but, but I will say that the thing that I, the thing that I enjoyed the most, which I still enjoy are kind of just ridiculous you know there's some there's some really ridiculous things that Jafar said and did I mean mostly I guess with maybe with the parrot but I enjoy that sense of ridiculousness in real life like I would prefer I mean I do read like the New York Times every day but sometimes I have to put it away it just you know I I like I like the the juicy parts of, of Jafar too the sort of the sides the smaller quieter moments the and I think those are the things that are you know because because I actually do like those moments um, I think that's the, that's about it I mean I'd like that wardrobe but I don't think I could really wear it anywhere these days. <laughs> If only, if, if only there was some theatrical show that we could put you on stage with and get you. Oh, that's another, yeah. Uh, well, something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the film version of that wardrobe. The stage version is very heavy. It's very thick. It is. It's very. There's a big trick at the end of the of the end of the show too, which I can't give away. But it's it's pretty spectacular when it happens now. Um, but it's a lot of hocus pocus to get it to get it accomplished mm -hmm. you know they filmed it we filmed the uh stage production in london oh and when is um, that coming out i don't you don't know yeah it hasn't come out right just like what were you saying before something that seems to oh uh, the 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 documentary that you did yeah yeah i don't know where the i don't know what's happened to it i ha we saw it they showed it to us it's absolutely beautiful i mean it's it's not supposed to be a replacement for the animated movie or the live action or anything, but it is clearly the, um, you know, the, the film of the stage production. And it's great. It's very pretty, very, looks very sugar coated. And um, in front of a live audience in London, it was pretty special, but. I like, I like watching my wife and I, we watch, uh, we subscribe to the Broadway 
uh, HD, you know, since the pandemic, we were yeah. like, we, I'm, we're like, let's just watch a lot of theater. On, uh, and it's, and I loved watching Hamilton on Disney plus. Like it's, it's a cool way to experience theater. You get to see the actors faces much closer up and everything. Yes. It's strange to do it. I think they actually call it, oh, Scott, you'll probably know this. Linda, you will too. It's called a digital capture. Huh. You know that term? Uh-uh. I heard it from you. They call I don't think it. people know what that is. It's, it's a strange, because you shoot it film style, but you but then we did one live performance, and you were in the middle of a scene, and all of a sudden you'd realize it was a cameraman like with you on stage. Because it oh. over your shoulders so you could so they either could see the audience and get audience reaction. Yeah. And we did it live, which was like being shot out of a cannon. A cannon I hope not to revisit very often. There were 13 <laughs> Wow. rolling from the time they called places, starting backstage, which we didn't know either. Mm. The yeah. cameras were everywhere, and special booms wow. and, and special tracks, and it was crazy. Wow, that's interesting. But I guess that way they have it for posterity now, like a beautiful version of it. Of it's very world. beautiful. I hope everyone gets to see it at some point. Yeah, I want to watch it. I, th I, th I think I think it'll get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney has... Uh, I, I, I have friends who've worked on entire TV series animated that are sitting in the Disney vault and they're like, when's it going to come out? I, they're going to drop it when they, they need to. I think that's, yeah. I think that's, that's the trick to it. I mean, content now, and, and they figured this out about streaming a couple of years ago. Uh, binging was a brand new concept. They mm -hmm. did, they thought when they would, when Netflix dropped uh, house of cards, they thought everybody's going to watch an episode or two once a week. They were unprepared for people blitzing through it all week. Yeah. So, it's again, it's changed the, the model. So, mm -hmm. so there's no doubt in my mind that the documentary and and the show will probably drop at Disney Plus. They're just playing their 4D chess as far as when. Sure. So, yeah. I could I could, I could see it being like a, a holiday mm -hmm. surprise, like a oh hey, so, celebrate Christmas morning with Aladdin. I could see that. Yay. Yeah, that would be fun. That would yeah. be fun. Absolutely. Alicia, thank you. I think we have time for one more question. Oh, Let's I see. Don't think I, I didn't answer. Oh, that's right. right. Go right um, ahead. My apologies. So I, I, I think it's such a good question. So I really want to take a minute to sure. tell you what mine was, especially at, I mean, really my whole life, but at that time in my life, I really connected to Jasmine's uh, willingness to fight for what she believed in. And even when it was against everyone else in her life, even when she was the only person thinking like that, she was willing to stand up for what she knew was right and to stand up for big ideas. And I really connected to that in her and still do. Absolutely, and it definitely shows. Uh, very much so. And Alicia, great question. Uh, yeah, I think we have time for one more quick one so we can go out on a really fun one for our audience. Hey, this one's from Carmen. Who wants to know if you could take a magic carpet ride to anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Uh, I would go to a beach somewhere right now. That would be my midsummer wish. Oh, man. Maybe, um, you know. Tahiti or Fiji or one of these places I've dreamed of and never been to. That sounds really good. But 
I wouldn't mind going to just going to Paris and having a glass of wine in one of those cafes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we're coming to that. We're getting there. Okay. Why would you like to go someplace you can't travel to right now because of the pandemic, probably? Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of friends in Africa and we can't get there now and probably won't be able to till January. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I know I miss traveling. I really do. I'm getting the bug. The last time I was on an airplane was to go to GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia in March 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the last time you guys were on a plane? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that funny? I flew on a plane, but Great. that's the last time I was in a crowd. Yeah. I have a picture of you, Linda, you and me and Gilbert on the plane coming back. I love that picture. Uh, and I said, I'm going to hold my breath the whole way back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it was just emergency. We're like, how many times did you wash your hands this morning? How many times? It was really crazy. Yeah. 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 It was, it was uh, a so crazy <laughs> uh, Carmen, thank you so much. Uh, may we all have a good journey on our magic carpet when we find it. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Disney's Aladdin. Uh, gentlemen and lady, this has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we take our leave? Just thank you for being here. This is always a pleasure. And you give us a reason to be together. And we really appreciate that. It's thank great. You. Salam and good evening to you. <laughs> Have a good evening. I'm so glad. It's, I'm so glad the technology gives us a chance to still get together like this, in spite of all the craziness going on out there. Indeed, absolutely. It has been my absolute pleasure to serve you all once again. Thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you for our audience for joining us, and thank you for your great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye bye, everyone. Take care, and remember, smiles are free, so spend them often. <laughs>